This season of Hack Chat is taken over by women who power cybersecurity. Exciting, or you secure a, a product to a certain point and you keep pushing the boundaries of the threat model. It's not enough to say, I checked all the boxes that are here. I have this certification, I have that degree. Well, so do 50,000 plus other I looked at them and it was, uh, it opened the door to a new world to me. The idea was to build a community around it, to like foster an idea that will outlast me. I say you go with your dreams, you know, if you want to do two things, if you want to do three things, if you want to do everything professionally, you might can. You should just try it. Solid experience um, and a background that, you know, when I went back out into industry was, you know, frankly attractive. Welcome to Hack Chat. My name is Marco Figueroa, and this is a special episode. This is the first time I've had a hat on Hack Chat. And it's because one reason. It's 4 a.m. in the morning. But I had to wake up this early because this is what you have to do if you want to interview people and get people on Hack Chat that live overseas. And I had to do that. And this person right here is very special. You're going to see during this episode why this person's on here. And and there's multiple reasons, but I am super excited to have Shira Cohen. Please introduce yourself and give your background to the people out there. Hi. Hi, Marco. Thank you so much for having me. I'm Shira. I'm originally from Israel. I live in Amsterdam, the Netherlands. And I'm in the vigilance team of Sentinel One here in EMEA. Um, I'm also a student uh, for music and I'm an opera singer studying for my master's in, here in Amsterdam. Um, I've been doing both for, I think, more than six years uh, since I started my way in the cyber world. And I'm very excited to be here. Thank you. Let's let's just tackle this. You're an opera singer. How did I want to know? How did you get into opera? Was it something that you've always done since you were young? Um, I've always been into music. Um, I think in my house it was in my my parents' house it was very a uh, big thing. I think uh, growing up classical music, and I I played some instruments, and I got into a kids' choir. And around the age of 16, I really got into singing and um, started my way to, to classical singing and opera singing. And um, yeah, I was, I am from Israel. So I was in the IDF. Uh, I was there for three and a half years. And this is how I got into cyber and the whole um, cybersecurity world. Um, I had but very big opportunity, I think. And I was very lucky to get into a course that did um, massive training of five months of cybersecurity, um, which led me to the point that I, I have another profession that I can really work in and I can really um, learn from. And yeah, since, since then I'm doing both. And after the army, I decided to keep and learn also music. So this is what I'm doing. How does both of these careers intertwine in your life? Um, 
it's really like half and half. It's something, you know, um, there are days that I'm fully working, fully committed uh, to the security world. And there are days that I'm in the conservatory or I have a big concert and I really forget that I have another job, you know. Um, but this is something that is really me. And I think everybody that knows me um, knows this is this is who I am. You have a you have a passion for both. How yeah. how how many hours just just my curiosity do you spend on your other career opera? This is it's amazing. It's amazing to me. <sighs> Let's say um, at least two hours a day, but it really changes. So there are days that I'm fully there, and there are days that I'm fully working and, yeah. uh, in Santa Yeah, and what is uh, I want to know what is your tra- I want to say trajectory um and and what is your vision for for opera because you have the passion and love for both right yeah. what, what where do you see yourself in in the opera world in in 5 years what does that look like um i really don't know i have dreams but i think i'm practical person and also with the coronavirus hitting and everything that happened I know that being an artist in this world is not so easy let's say Um, I really hope that I can continue to do this um, professionally even if it's not a full-time thing Mm -hmm. and um, establish my own ensemble or having uh, a stage that I can perform um, regularly yeah. While I keep my other career going and uh, yeah, from yeah, I, I keep earning money. You know, <laughs> for me, like I look at myself as an artist as well, and when I'm doing cybersecurity, right? Because I have this blank canvas that I get to paint a picture of what I want. Right? For the last, I've been at Sentinel One for the last, want to say, eight months. Um, and, and I get to, uh, every month I get to paint this picture like Picasso of, of something, some new threat. So I always feel like I'm an artist in this game because I I get to see something and I get to, to paint this picture and I'm working on something right now that's going to be released in, in maybe next week. But I feel like, oh, wow, this, this is a, a work of art that I just put out and, and every month I get to do that. And I feel I, I feel like I'm I'm an artist and switching lanes. How I know you you went into it a little bit, but what made you decide to do cybersecurity when you took those five months courses, intensive courses? Was it something that you wanted to do, or was it like, hey, this is an option? Um, I I didn't understand completely. I have to say what I'm getting into. Uh, I think IDF and the exams I did before getting into it um, they saw potential in me that I didn't know I had and I came into the course not knowing what it means and not knowing much about computers at all I think and in this course it was very intensive it was five months of full days with extreme nice clever uh, group of people And I really discovered a whole new world. And I super enjoyed the fact that I can come into um, a world that I don't know and really learn from zero and be quite good. You know, this Mm -hmm. feeling of 
I don't know what I'm getting into, but a few months later, I'm I'm quite good at what I do. And I discovered a whole world of how things work behind the scenes and how complex and wonderful this world is. How many hours were, were you taking those courses per day? You did it for five months. Uh, so we're, we're it was 8 a.m. to 9 p.m. Ufa. Yeah. <laughs> That's intense. And was it yeah. in, instructional or you had like, how did you, so the reason why I'm asking this is because when I am learning a course, if I'm doing, if I'm learning, you know, I have, I take notes, but there's a specific way I do certain things to learn something. So I, I, I want to go into how you learn. And my thing is one by using, I have a note system. And then what I do is I create like cards in this note system and then I review them. And then every time before I start, I have to make sure that I have learned the things I learned before. And I love to go into how people learn because I am a person that wants to get those little keys that I can implement into my life. So those intense days, it, it, it's a lot, right? You're, you're yeah, taking but it, it was a lot of different, let's say, um, subjects and, and worlds. So because we, we studied a bit of network, a bit of software, hardware, security systems, and uh, hacking, um, let's say, methods, mm -hmm. and also some programming. Mm -hmm. So it was very diverse, and we had all kinds of courses during this five months. Ah, okay. And you were, every single day, were you studying, or it was just like, this is how you learn, you're going through... Um, let's say 12 hour days and you know, would you go home and, and like look at stuff or you was just drained and you was like, tomorrow's another day. I would sleep after that you know? <laughs> <laughs> quite a lot. Um, but it was a very like 30 people of, of, um, of my class mm -hmm. and we were really in it together. So some people were mm. very strong in some subjects and other will be in other subjects and we could help each other. And, also, I, I think for myself, the best way to learn is really to do. And, you know, having this PowerPoint before you doesn't really get it into my head. But if I go after and I look at the system and I do it myself, I would probably remember the steps that I did. Um, mm. So this would be my course of action, you know, after seeing a PowerPoint or how, after hearing a lecture, I would really go and try it myself to know and to to figure out that I remember and I understand how how they did it and then um I would know that I know how to do it myself and after where did you go after the IDF um after the IDF I spent three years um in the security sector in Israel so um more let's say confidential kind of work okay. um still cyber security mostly uh, giving advice and on how to secure projects and networks and how to implement securely um big um software enterprise software projects gotcha and and was that for a company or directly for like um the govy um, it was, yeah, directly there. Yeah. So you, 
you after that went to Sentinel One, what made you decide to leave? Was it time or you just wanted a new um, chapter in your life or you wanted to pursue the opera stuff? It was both things. First of all, I decided to move to the Netherlands, to the Netherlands and I was looking for a new opportunity uh, that can bring me here and finding this opportunity in Sentinel One, which is a uh, part Israeli company and um, a lot of Israeli team members was a really, really nice thing um, to find out. And uh, the second reason I think uh, I moved was I really wanted to move to the private sector and understand um, how things work uh, outside, you know, the more defense kind of world. Mm -hmm. And I I really feel that I learn a lot and I have more um, opportunities to to go deeper and to see things, um, how they really work and how people really excel in finding security solutions that nobody has done before. Mm. And what do you do for Sentinel-1? So I'm part of the vigilance team, which is the MDR team of uh, Sentinel-1. We're, let's say, uh, the biggest customer of Sentinel-1 mm-hmm. uh, inside. Um, we are working with customers that purchase the vigilance service and we advise them and we uh, look after their consoles and see their threats so we can say what is a false positive what is suspicious what actions they should be doing in order to prevent something from happening or in order to mitigate a threat um, that is currently um, active in their network Mm -hmm. so we work on the the management consoles and also on tickets in front uh, customers. I appreciate you guys a lot because as a painter, as an artist, I get to find leads through you guys and, and what you find and what you guys find interesting. And, you know, it's one of those things that I look at to, to say, Hey, that might be something I want to write about. Right. I want to do research. I want to uncover a specific APT or even a, a, a nice piece of malware that I think that's interesting. And, and you guys give me those leads um, in, in your experience throughout, you know, not only Sentinel one, but your previous. What did you find that was like sometimes I look at malware and I'm like, oh, man, these guys really are good. Like they did certain techniques that, wow, that's an experienced developer, right? That, that wrote this. Is there anything that comes to mind? Any, anything that you worked on that you said, huh, this is interesting. And you know, what, what was that? If you can say, but what made it interesting to you, right? What did you think? I, I, I don't know if I can say anything specific about a threat. Keep but it generic. Keep I it always, generic. Yeah, I always really, really like when when I can see the whole attack. You mm-hmm. know, sometimes there are these opportunities that an attacker really um, does the certain steps that we can see in the console and we can sense uh, with Sentinel-1 uh, how he got in, what he did, what he attempted to do, and being able to stop it on time and calling the customer saying 
hi, there is a really big attack going on in your network. It stopped now, but we need you to do one, two, three. I think this is the more most accelerating moments that I really feel our impact. Yeah, and I, I tell you this, you are the first person that I've had on Hatchat that works at Sentinel One. And I just want to brag real quick how good our product is. I just want to brag because I never I never brag, but our product is really good. And I you know, I've heard before coming over to Sentinel One, I've heard, you know, a about the product, but when you use it and you understand how it helps you, especially with ransomware, especially with that. And then the solar wind attacks, right? When that happened, they had, you know, our product on the blacklist. You're like, yeah, that's why I I understand why we're on the blacklist. Right. So I, I wanted to give ourselves some flowers and the product is, is just that good. And we beat everyone head to head when when customers want to go ahead and do bake offs. We we always win, always. Yeah. Right. So yeah, I, the ransomware world. It's it's really amazing to see that if you catch a ransomware, it it is always coming from an unprotected endpoint. You know, an mm-hmm. endpoint that doesn't um, mm-hmm. have an S one agent. So it really feels that the product is wonderful and really doing the job. Yeah. And even, even like the mitigations and the rollback, right. We, we always post up the videos, shout out to Jim Walter. Um, we always post these videos about like when a ransomware hits it and everything is encrypted and we hit the rollback and, and we have so many videos of all different type of, of ransomware is doing that. And all of them are rolled back and it's just an awesome awesome product right I can I cannot complain and for me it it is like I take pride in that right and and all my friends out there they already know if if I know you and and you're looking for a product I'm like if you go with another product you're not my friend no more you're not my friend no more because I'm gonna hook you up I'm looking out for you and and your best interests. So your best interest is to have the best product and look like a rock star. So exactly. I, I'm always, I'm always pushing to my friends. Like, you, yeah, you need to, we beat everyone. So how is it, how's your experience working at Sentinel One? Um, so far, it's been really, really great. Uh, it's more than half a year that I'm here. Mm-hmm. And um I really love the team and the teamwork. I think we work amazing together, even though I have to say I didn't met, uh, I didn't meet most of them because either than they're in the US or in Israel. Mm-hmm. So I met only the European team. But with with that being said, we really work wonderful together and we have this um, unite vision, I, I think, um, to our customers and also to the company working and um, I really love um, the way that things are being done in Sentinel One and the ongoing process to become better and to become the best. Have you traveled to to Israel since COVID? Um, I came here during, but I haven't been to Israel since. Mm. How, how was, did did Amsterdam have any lockdowns? Yes. Uh, 
they just now opened uh, restaurants and museums again, but until a month ago, we had um, a night lockdown mm -hmm. and things were really closed. You had to make an appointment to go into the store. Wow. So it was really bad then, huh? There? Yeah. Wow. So I, I think we hit a milestone in California. Last week was the, I believe, I, I just Googled this the other day because I wanted to see the cases. We didn't have a single case in California. A single new case, which was a huge, huge milestone for us. And, you know, I think as everything becomes, everyone's getting their shots and everything like that, everything hopefully will will completely open up. And I think in five days, California fully opens like it was back to normal again. And hopefully the cases don't rise. I really hope that it will be here. Yeah. Like yeah. So I, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Um, are you going to, well, everything is probably locked down over there. So travel will be hard. I will be at DEF CON and Black Hat. So um, have, have you gone to uh, DEF CON or, or Black Hat? No. Oh, no, never. You, if not this year because of COVID and the restrictions and stuff like that, next year I'm sure you're going to be there. It's it's a big deal, and, and I'm looking forward to it this year. I'm going to have a hack chat over there as well. But nice. what are you looking forward to now that hopefully everything is going to open up? Are you going to travel, travel to meet the team? What are you looking forward to? Uh I, I am looking forward to going to Israel in the summer. I don't know when yet. Also to meet the team and work uh, in Israel in the office for some time and to see my family. And um, I have to say that, you know, lockdown is out, but also weather is so much better here. And Amsterdam is just beautiful in the summer. So I really want to explore that and just enjoy the sun and the canals and, you know, swimming in the lakes. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on Hack Chat. Do you have anything you want to say to the listeners out there? I appreciate you being on. Um, thank you so much for having me. And um, I, I say you go with your dreams. You know, if you want to do two things, if you want to do three things, if you want to do everything professionally, you might can't. You should just try it. Mm. That is awesome. Awesome advice. I greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Until next time, listeners. Bye.